Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. The podcast where the dogs are the stars of the show. Welcome to episode 52 of the Relaxed Dog Podcast, sponsored by relaxeddog.com. Thank you very much for finding this little podcast. Welcome back if you've been listening before and welcome if this is your first episode. Uh, What I would love you guys to do is to stop, unless you're driving, and hit subscribe. And that way you'll be sure to get the next episode without any dramas. Um, Another little thing is to... uh, Bear with me for at least three episodes just to uh, check it out and hopefully you will learn to like what the little show is all about, which basically is people just talking about their dog. This week, my guest is Katie Cable. We'll be talking about her dog. But first, in some doggy news, some archaeologists working in Salzburg which is just south of Stockholm in Sweden, uh, found some remains of an ancient dog. They are estimating the remains to be about 8,500 years old and was found buried with a human along with a few other artefacts that they are saying belonged to that human. The dog's remains were examined and they are saying that it looks like it was something like a powerful greyhound. And it's not quite as old as the remains that they're saying were of a pet dog dating back to around 14 to 20,000 years ago, found not that long ago in southern Italy. And over in Houston, Texas in the US, a dog by the name of Mackie is proving a little bit controversial as Mackie has been privately employed to sniff concealed weapons at one of their local malls, causing a great deal of public debate and discussion on the whole topic. And then we go to the San Gabriel Valley in Southern California, where there was a recent uh, short video doing the social media rounds of a bear with its uh, two cubs walking along a brick wall of someone's backyard. The backyard then was filled with, uh, I think, about four dogs running up to the bears. Um, the cubs sort of scattered, the mummy bear sort of leant down to swat one of the smaller dogs when a teenage girl ran out and straight up to the bear and pushed it over the fence, scooped up one of the small dogs and ran back inside as the bear clambered back up onto the fence to have a look what was going on before running off. So that's a, uh, interesting example of what you do in these of the moment when you are worried about one of your dogs. And uh, thankfully in that confrontation, nobody 
Neither bear nor dog nor human was hurt. And now is this week's interview. Welcome to the Relaxed Dog Podcast. I'm here with Katie Cable. How are you? Hi, Robert. I am absolutely wonderful. I am very relaxed and so is my dog. (laughs) (laughs) Which isn't always the case. (laughs) And how's things in your part of the world today? Well, I live in Southern California. I'm just about a half hour um, south of Los Angeles and I live at the beach and things are opening up and schools are out and everybody is excited to be out and about and start traveling and, and getting back to life. So it's very busy and it's mostly nice to see But on the other hand, I do get a little irritated that my having the freeways and prime parking spots all to myself, that's, that's all gone. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. And who are we going to be having a chat about today? Well, I do a pet blog and I have a show and a website and it's called the weekly runt, like runt of the litter. And I created this based upon my experiences with um, my rescue pugs. And today I am discussing my little pug who is a little black olive, the pug. And she is a black pug that I rescued. I, I rescued her six years ago and she was not more than a year old. And she was down in the Coachella desert where they have the big musical music festival every year. Um, They had brought her into this shelter and she was wandering on the streets and it just had a litter of pups. And she was just a little puppy herself. And she was very sick and very scared. And they brought her in and they didn't want to, let her go to anybody, but they knew who I was from my blog and all of my work with rescue animals. And they assured me that, um, they knew she would be in good hands. And I'm sorry, I assured them that I would get her the best veterinary care and keep an eye on her. And she would thrive in, in my home much more than in a crowded shelter. So they let me take this tiny, pup home and I took her to the vet and she was recovering from some bronchial um, issues and a little infection, but she was a very healthy pug. And I, she was just the answer to my prayers. I had just lost my first pug about six months prior and not six months prior, about three, three months prior. And my daughter was, um, we had gotten our first pug when she was seven years old. And that was sort of my first intro to dogs. And um, then this, she, the, my first pug Raisin was his name. And he passed away at about 13. He was a rescue. So we don't know for sure. And that was the same time that my daughter that I was very close to was leaving for college and she was moving clear across the nation. And I was really in a, a very low depression. I, I mean, 
talk about an empty nester. I, I, I had nothing. Mm. <laughs> I, my daughter was an actress, so I was her talent manager and I helped her a lot in her career. And I was very involved with her cheerleading and dance and all the things she did at school. And, um, and then we did a lot with the dog, the dog that we had raisin. He was a therapy dog and he did a lot of TV shows and became quite a celebrity pug. And, and I just, I couldn't come to grips. And my husband did not want another dog. He said, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be years before we finish paying off these vet bills from Raisin. And I would just like to at least get through the holidays before you start begging me to, to bring in another dog. (laughs) And I agreed to that. And then we'd gone on a vacation, a well, vacation for me and a business trip for him. And I got a text alert pretty much right after agreeing that no dogs until after the holidays. <laughs> and the text alert showed a little pug that had looked just like Raisin at two years old. And the soonest I could race out of that hotel room and tell my husband I was going to get a mani-pedi, um, I raced over to the shelter to look for this pug. And I didn't get any further as to how I was going to get that pug back into <laughs> and convince my husband. But um, I, when I got to the shelter, that cage, it said pug unavailable. And um, as I turned around to walk back out to the front desk and ask, I heard this whimpering and I thought, "Uh oh, there's there's a problem. And I turned around and when I walked back, I saw Olive and she was literally in her cage, putting her paw out, going and whimpering. And (laughs) I looked at her and I said, I I, your life is going to change. I will be back and I am going to to take care of you. And so thankfully, that's how I came to get Olive, um, and that was six years ago in November. And I guess how it, how it applies to your show, The Relaxed Dog, and congratulations, by the way, on 50 episodes. That's Thank you. just remarkable. <laughs> um, I got Olive home, and I learned so much um, through my first pug and then watching Olive, Olive was a little puppy, but she was so badly abused and traumatized. Um, She had lived in a little airline, you know, under the seat crate and was a breeder dog Mm. and was horribly abused. And when I got her home, she was afraid of everything. I don't think she came out from under the table for, for a while. And she would, vomit and shake and and I wasn't used to this I just knew kind of the pug temperament and the rescue dog temperament which is you're saving their life and they're going to be forever grateful and she was anything but a content relaxed dog she was very traumatized and um she was also super super cute she was this tiny little black pug puppy and everybody just went crazy for her. And we live down at the beach and there's a lot of other pets and dogs, especially. And I quickly saw that she 
was very, very, uh, she could be very aggressive um, if she felt threatened and insecure. So mm-hmm. um, I really had to diligently train her and get to know her situation and how best to to relax a very traumatized, anxious dog. And um, I guess that's that's what inspired my blog is to teach other pet owners some simple, easy things that might save the life of their pet. And certainly it will save them a lot of money in vet bills. And so I encourage people to, to reach out or tune in or visit my website, The Weekly Runt, because I have a lot of great resources on food and natural remedies. And first and foremost, what your your podcast is, which is having a well-balanced, happy and relaxed dog. <laughs> <laughs> so was, was, was Olive the aggression towards just a dog dog or was it a, a dog dog person as well or? Um, it's always, it's never people. It's always other dogs. It's um, professionals call it resource guarding. And if Olive feels threatened, like her food or her toys or her attention from the pack leader is threatened, she would basically attack, um, you know, as best she she could. She's a little tiny pug, so... Um, but still she would growl and, you know, and, um, get away. And I had to learn to read her body language and learn about signs of stress. And so that I don't put her in positions that are too much for her. And, um, that's another thing I I would love to share with your listeners. Um, one of the things I hear is that People think that rescue and shelter dogs can often come with, well, they're damaged goods and they can come with a lot of problems. And that just isn't the case. A lot of times it's simply neglect or they haven't gotten the proper training and they can be the best dog you've ever had. Olive was a young puppy and she came with more issues than a lot of dogs that I've seen that are older. So um, that's a, a total misconception. And even with Olive, um, I have been able to drastically improve her behavior issues so that um, she can make a good pet. And so if you do find, if somebody out there is listening and they have a dog that's got a lot of issues, um, I'm going to give some some of my favorite pointers that will definitely help, but but certainly reach out. If this isn't enough, you might need to work a little harder with um, a professional trainer. And um, but it can be done, and it's it just will pay back in dividends like you wouldn't believe. So how was Olive's in when she first came around into the the house? Does she have like free roaming or does she have a what sort um, of space does she have? I took her for a walk and I had her evaluated by a couple of trainers that kind of told me how to introduce her to the house and I had a crate um she was not potty trained or had no schedule and 
I couldn't crate train her because she lived in a crate. And typically dogs are den animals. And if you have a young puppy or you put them in their den, that's a great way to potty train them is to let them out because they're not going to want to potty where they're they're sleeping but that isn't the case sometimes with breeder dogs or some of these puppy mill puppies so i took her out frequently for very very short positive um it's it's all about positive reinforcements and i would bring um little little treats and i would just constantly be giving her um kind of giving her positive reinforcement to anything she did. If she would look me in the eye, I'd give her a treat and say, good girl. If she would turn when I'd call her name, good girl. Um, And I just started using a lot of repetition with short three syllable words. And I gave her some toys and I gave her some space and I could see that she was interested and never really got to be a puppy. So at about a year old, she got to have a puppyhood and start <laughs> playing with toys and um and training can be wonderful for all ages and stages. Um you can teach an old dog new tricks. Oh, for sure. And a dog just they want to use their brain and they want to please you. They want to know what you want them to do. So I found that by keeping things in short three syllable commands and hopefully if you've got a dog that's food motivated, that's half the battle um, because you can always find a little morsel of something that they like and and reward good behavior and have some fun with it. And training is a great way to relax um, an anxious, an anxious dog. And how um, how was the, have you got a a backyard and how did she adapt to to I don't have a backyard. I have a little, I live at the beach. So I have a little patio and I have a front yard, but the front yard is open. So I kept her on a leash and I practiced just walking short walks with her. And I I showed her how to potty outside. And that took a while because she just was so fearful of the outdoors and, and she didn't really know how to go to the bathroom. She just did that in the crate. And, um, and, and again, she would guard her food and eat really fast because she just didn't know if it was gonna be taken away or if she'd ever get another meal and, um, and a lot of that trauma still, it doesn't die right away. Uh, if, if I move suddenly, if there's a really loud crash or, um, for instance, training a dog to be a therapy dog, they'll sometimes drop a bedpan or use medical equipment. And mm-hmm. that would just be too much for her. It's, it's still, it's too triggering and overwhelming. So, I I had to go in really slow little bits with Olive and find a very a safe spot where I kept a crate with her favorite toys and I put a dark towel over it because it was an open cage that collapsed type mm-hmm. crate. And I put some Snuggie 
things inside and I, I took the door off so that she would have her own space to go and be quiet, but she could come in and out as she pleased. Yeah, nice. And yeah. that helped. And I kept it in a very quiet room. Um, again, I live at the beach and it's very busy. There's traffic, there's people there. It's very high, high energy. And the other thing that I did um, it was just as important for me if you're worried and you're stressed out and your job is too much or the kids, that stress goes right to the dogs. They they feel energy more than we can sometimes even understand. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of energy just for my job. And I had to learn to really just bring bring that down and be very calm and a quiet and kind of get to know, kind of meet her energy levels. So I did a lot of meditations with her. Every morning I would um, see if she would come near me. I let her go at her pace. Now she, you know, pretty much flops on my head. <laughs> but, but before she sometimes would just prefer to be in the room, but across the room. And I would put on some different sound baths and um, just different calming music meditation just to kind of calm her her energy and and bring her into this safe space with me and I would do that as well and to just try to be almost in a loving baby voice tone with her and and to remember I can't, I just can't get frustrated with her because that's a trigger and I just have to be slow and calm and methodical and everything has to be really positive. Um, I talk to a lot of people that get frustrated and maybe try to say no and be firm and discipline a dog that way. If maybe they've had an accident in the house or, or done something and that's, not going to get you a relaxed dog unless you see the dog doing the activity that you want to say no to you you pretty much better are better to just let it go and then instead just learn to reinforce the behaviors that you you want to see more of mm. and that's that's kind of the best way to start training them and the other thing that i found that was so helpful that's a little bit unusual is if you want a very relaxed Zen dog, it starts with you and food and exercise are super important. Um, you don't have to overdo it, but just getting out in the fresh air and throwing a ball, or if you have an older dog or they have mobility issues, just putting them in a buggy or a wagon and, taking them on a snafari and <laughs> just like getting them. Word. <laughs> snafari, yeah, yes. <laughs> for Australia. <laughs> um, and you can do that. I did that during COVID. You know, if you're still working from home or you have a dog that it, they're just not ready to be out yet. Um, hiding little things and letting them do nose tracking and, mm -hmm. and sniffing things. There's a lot you can do physically in your home that's appropriate for all ages and stages of dogs. CBD has been my secret sauce. Um, I have been using CBD since people didn't even know what that was. 
and were confusing it with medical marijuana and you know it was a gateway drug (laughs) and i'm gonna have a dog on opiates and um and actually it has been a lifesaver in in calming down and keeping um anxious pets not just for the fourth of july but keeping them balanced and you can use cbd for everything from a highly anxious dog that's barking a lot or um or is fearful to um, dogs that are are suffering from from pain due to aging or or a medical condition, and just like food, there's as many types of CBD at, literally as there are foods. So I just I caution people to make sure that you do your due diligence on CBD. A bad CBD is not going to be potent and can be dangerous. So, um, yeah, make sure that you're vetting your products. <laughs> Absolutely. I understand there's not that much regulation in that I, area. Yes, not at all. And, um, that's one of the things that I can certainly point people in the right direction because I have vetted my products thoroughly. I've used them on hundreds of dogs and, um, I'd be more than happy to at least help people with um, what to look for and how to vet a, a company or point them to the companies that I use and um, they can be assured they're they're going to get good things and that that should help a lot. So with Olive, you've mentioned that uh, she's had a, a few different toys and things. Is there a particular type of toy that you would say is her favourite? There is. And um, this is called... Um, they're called multi-pet and that's who sells this toy. And when I brought this home, this became my new go-to and you can't see it, but it's a little stuffed. I'm pulling it in from the app. She hides these cause they're so <laughs> great, but they have, this is a little cow. I guess you can see it if your video's on. Oh, yes, I heard that. <laughs> and it, yes, they move. Oh, there she goes. There you go, Olive. And the the ducks quack. They have pigs, and those have been the most fun, and and comforting. And she takes that into her little crate and just cuddles with it and chews on it. And that's been a really comforting toy. Um, also, there's. They sell them, I, I forget the brand, but they have a little bit of pheromone that you can actually put on the stuffed toy. And that's the hormone that the mommy uh, gives off. So it's a very calming, relaxing hormone that's in the toy. And it it's really soothing to, to the dog. So I, I use those too when Olive's had a big day or um, I, I do a lot of events for my work. So sometimes that can be a lot of energy and a lot of other dogs. And those are nice, nice little, um, kind of grounding things to do with Olive when we get back. Nice. So do you play a lot of games with Olive? 
it's part of our daily routine. Um, she is lucky that she lives at the beach. I don't go a lot in the summer because it's just starting to be way too busy. And a lot of dogs there are brand new. They're not trained. They probably don't have any business being there just yet. But um, just for safety, I take her to a lot of training classes and I do like little agility things with her because she loves to run around and play. Or I get together with a couple of friends that have dogs that she plays well with and and then they run around and, and do things and it's fun for me to, to catch up. And we go on long walks two to three times a day if possible, if, it, if the weather's permitting. Um, and just nice relaxing walks. I let her sniff everything. It used to drive me crazy and I drag her along. And then I realized, you know, this is sort of like somebody pulling me by the heels through the shopping mall when there's a shoot sale. So <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> let her sniff everything. And, um, so we do that and, and all of those have really helped her feel secure and, and balanced. And, um, the other thing is, since she is just had such a a rough beginning, literally rough. <laughs> um, I'm pretty cautious about the people that I have come over and stay with her. If I have to go out of town or watch her, I make sure that they're, they're people that she knows and feels comfortable with. And, um, that makes a big difference too. Mm-hmm. So she's been a lot of time on the beach itself. And how is she with the water? She hates the water. You could throw a T-bone steak in that water and she wouldn't go near it. (laughs) And um, yeah, but she does love the beach. And so we play keep away from the waves. And um, the waves are are pretty small, so it's not a big concern. But yeah, she loves going down to the beach. And, And I do try to go when it's not not crowded and I just give her free reign and she just tears down the beach and then she comes back and just flops around and sleeps. So it's, (laughs) it's quite, quite a life. Um, and yeah, that's, she, she loves it. So with the uh, water, how's that sort of transition to bath time? Bath time was a challenge and I'll just share my tips with viewers bath time and grooming. I took her to a groomer and I thought she was, they just said, we're, we can't do this. It's, it's going to take way too much time. She's too traumatized. So she doesn't need extensive grooming. I brush her and I, I daily started putting her in the sink. And every time we come in from a, a walk, I, um, put some hypoallergenic, Uh, dog shampoo on her paws and I clean her paws and her potty area because she's sensitive and she has allergies. So when dogs are outside running around, then the next thing they do is lick their paws. And that can mean a whole lot of sneezing and, and itching and uncomfortable. So I wash her paws and then I've gotten her in the habit of being in that sink and being handled and groomed by me, pretty much every single day, I I clean her ears and I 
take her to the vet to have her nails trimmed, but I do it regularly and I give her CBD before her nail trims or vet visits and that helps keep her calm. And I give the vet techs, I give her her treats so that they can reward her and Oh, nice. Um, that's, that's helped a lot. And now she associates, well, it really isn't a big deal because she, it, she goes so regularly that after about the third time she, she got in the habit of that it it's okay. Mm-hmm. And, and that's another tip. If your dog's particularly fearful, you want to try to break that fear as best you can by little baby steps and a positive experience. There's some people on our walking route that have really anxious, barking, yapping dogs that run over and start scaring you (laughs) when you walk by. And I have to make sure that I have her treat ready and either cross the street or that I get her to focus on me prior to hitting that fence. So her eyes are on me. Look, you want a treat? You want a treat? Come follow me. Come. And so she's engaging with me and not paying attention to the barking dog and, and it gets better. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, so you mentioned the vet, has she had to go for more serious issues during her life? Well, no, that's why I'm a, a blogger because um, I, I, practice what I preach and I've learned everything the hard way. My first pug had pretty much every issue under the sun and we spent an absolute fortune on teeth, on eyes, on food, rash, you name it. He got it, bladder infections, kidney stones. And this, this time around, I have learned what a big difference proper nutrition and proper nutrition can make. Mm-hmm. And so I have found a really good food that has um, a lot of healthy protein. Everything's clean. It's free range, grass fed. And they use um, a wonderful probiotic. And since so many problems start in the gut, this um, is a great way to keep the gut healthy and uh, Olive has pretty much, she goes in for her physical and the the vet can't believe it, that her teeth look good and her eyes look clear and she doesn't have inflammation and she doesn't have a lot of rashes and no problems. And, and I swear to you, it's because of the food and the company that I, I use almost exclusively is Nulo, which is um, created by an athlete and it's out here. They're based in Austin, Texas, and it's available pretty much at any pet store or online. Okay. And they have a great platform for whatever your dog's needs. If you like raw food or wet food or dry food or treats, you can find it. And then, um, yeah, I work with a ton of companies. And so I've been able to try and be exposed to some amazing things and just products at home that, you know, bone broth is, is fabulous for you and your dog. And, um, and that that's made a huge difference. And, and to my own health during COVID, it kind of helped help keep everybody's immune system sharp and, and good through all of the stress. (laughs) 
that has her just mentioning COVID, her sort of like lifestyle and environment. Did that change much with the two of you during COVID, and and did you notice anything different with her? It it didn't. My husband works a lot at home and has, and I have flexibility. So there could always be somebody home and I work in the pet care industry and very rarely could I not bring my dog. Um, sometimes it's, it's just not ideal, but we, but for Olive, as much as I could bring Olive to different things that I'm doing, she is the most comfortable and relaxed at home. Mm-hmm. She likes to be in her little safe spot at home. So mm-hmm. since my husband works from home and I have um, everybody was working from home, but I do have people in the neighborhood that are are at, at home if I need somebody to either come over or they she could go to their house and so that's worked out great it's probably going to be more of a transition for her now that it is louder it's busy the the whole energy has has changed and and it's summer her beach <laughs> is going to be popular <laughs> so, so has she sort of uh, developed any close uh, dog or other animal friends? Um, yes, yeah, she does. We have a beautiful golden retriever around the corner named Rusty. And Rusty is like, well, you know what? I got to say that, that other than about two, two or three crazy dogs in the neighborhood, um, we have so many dogs in this neighborhood. There's probably 10 to 15 um, friends that, that live just in a two or three block radius. And nice. I work with so many dogs and I run pug meetups and I help rescue groups and I, I help with adoptions and at the shelter. So I feel like I kind of have a huge family of of dogs and they just go home with other people (laughs) but yes we have a very tight-knit um pug community especially where we do meetups and um trips and it's it's like a pug family and they they get along really really well and she loves loves seeing them but i but not at dinner time they all eat their meals <laughs> separately and then um you know they but the pugs tend to be pretty good pretty good little little guys some of them i you wouldn't be able to do this with if they were a resource garter and they were a more aggressive breed it would just be too dangerous so I, I'm lucky I, I could work with her and, and it was safe. Oh, nice. Does she have any uh, particular or, or what you'd call weird habits? Um, does she have any weird habits? I, I used to think it was weird that she never wanted to go outside Literally, I still have to coerce her out the door three times a day for her walk with treats. Um, most dogs, 
you know, they'll bring the leash to you practically to get outdoors <laughs> and go somewhere. And she is a real homebody. She, like I said, she doesn't, doesn't want to go out. She is happiest here. But now that I understand, I, I did a podcast with a pet psychic and an animal communicator. And she, she explained a lot from Olive's point of view. So I don't think it's very weird anymore. She's just, this is her calm. This is her safe spot. This is her Zen. Mm -hmm. And um, this is where she's, she's happiest just flopped around on pillows and here at home. So do you have a favorite spot inside the home? Uh, yes, with her face in a full food dish, but <laughs> um, <laughs> next to that, I would have to say um, she likes to either be way up high on the top of the couch where she has a panoramic view and perspective or flopped on top of the, the pillows. Um, Again, she has beds and pillows in, in every house, but it's pretty much wherever you are. And hopefully you have a bowl of popcorn in your lap or a chicken dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, question I ask all my guests is to complete the sentence. I can't believe my dog ate. I can't believe my dog ate... Oh, I don't, I'm too embarrassed to even say what it was. I can't believe my dog ate the contents of the bathroom trash can and pretty much half of them were on her head. <laughs> In addition to, she had put the leg of my panties through, uh, if she put her head through the leg of the panties and came running to the door um, when the UPS <laughs> was knocking to get my signature and she was ferocious. And um, I, I was wondering where did, where did my panties go? I thought I left them in here. They must be in the wash. I didn't think twice. And then out came this dog and she's black, but she was literally covered with Kleenex and she had things stuck on her that you can, I'll just let you imagine. Um, you know, I, I should have taken the trash out, but she pretty much devoured everything in there. And thankfully she was okay. I gave her a few tablespoons of pumpkin and, um, but I was very embarrassed and I still see that damn UPS guy and he laughs. He still laughs. <laughs> Nice. Um, about going on uh, like traveling and things like that, short breaks or holidays? I love to do that and it's become really necessary. We had to cancel a lot of travel plans with COVID. And so now I'm taking a lot of short local breaks uh, just because my work schedule is so busy. But um, we go down to the desert where I found Olive and it is very, very hot down there. It's much too hot for this breed of dogs with their smushy face, but we stay in the air conditioning and we take turns and um, we take uh, like going to the pool and things so somebody can be home and 
supervise that she doesn't get into those trash cans, yeah. <laughs> um, which she will, you know, I, you can't leave her alone, but we've gone down to the desert and we go to other little beach locations and a friend of mine just bought a cabin. So, um, it's going to be a new pug lodge and we're going to plan some fundraising shelter fundraising events. And then our big trip is at the end of the summer, we are going to be going off to Hawaii and Olive does not get to join us in Hawaii. It's much too restrictive and we need a little break. We've been at each other's side for forever. And um, so I'm leaving her with a girlfriend that's thrilled. (laughs) Do you (laughs) think she has a particular, a favorite spot when you that she has gone to that she always enjoys going back to apart from home um i gosh that would be hard to say i we've been to some really nice places i think she likes ojai because they they spoil her so much um we go to ojai resort and spa i've done some um events with them and they do homemade dog treats and they really welcome and pamper their canine guests. And so she, she knows Ojai cause she's been there and she runs right up to that little market that they have on the, on the premises. And, <laughs> and she, she knows right where those hot biscuits come from and loves it there. And honestly, Olive has been treated like royalty where, where we go. People have been so kind and, um, and, you know, pretty much allow her to go anywhere. And since we're doing video or shooting commercials or things like that, she gets a lot of liberties that a lot of dogs don't otherwise get. How nice. But she is well-trained. She can obey commands and um, she's always on a leash. So, yeah, I, I feel safe. And when going there in the in the car, does she have a like a favorite spot or her spot? She hates the car. The car, uh, you talk about a relaxed dog. She literally was traumatized by the car. So that was another thing that I had to really practice um, again with really short little trips around the block or in and out of the car and, and really spend a lot of time breaking that, that trauma. I'm not fear trauma. She would vomit and, you know, froth at the mouth. And the vet gave me like doggy tranquilizers and those just made it worse. Mm. They didn't calm her down. They went the other way. So Mm -hmm. CBD has helped tremendously and um sitting buckled up in my lap has helped a lot and now she's she's good to go but we do take short breaks in the car and uh, you know if it's a long road trip and let her get out and sniff around and again the treats always having treats when she's jumping in the car and out and and now she will sleep and be relaxed, but this took three years. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you just mentioned that she's done some commercials. So, 
Can you just lightly sort of touch on that? Yeah, she's done. Well, they had a big show. Oh, she's done so many things. She's a great, she is a really, really great dog that wants to make you happy, especially if you have a treat in your hand. Um, And so she's always been really good in training classes and she's done photo shoots for all kinds of things. Um, Tesla for different resorts, for photographers, for different pet food companies, um, health and beauty product. I, there's, Oh, there's so many. And, and now with social media, people just reach out and, um, they just would love to use a clip that I've shot of, of olives. So she's done lots and lots and lots of, of things. I think the most recent TV show she did was the Beverly Hills dog show. And they had all the celebrity pets there. Doug, the pug was there. And, um, it was a big, big famous dog show. And, and then they had celebrity guests and that was fun. And she's, um, done a few things with the Purina pro plan, agility they do a big um like an olympics for dogs and they have surf competitions and um big parties and she just comes as a you know celebrity guest actually i get invited as a blogger to cover it and and olive can come and ends up stealing the show (laughs) (laughs) so does she have her own social media no i didn't do that because she's really inspired my brand and um we started to but then it was just too much to keep up and pretty much what i the whole reason i'm here is because of her and my blog is a little bit different i do give a lot of health and um wellness and training tips but it's not the same kind of dry tips that you see on every vet website or product website. Mine are personal stories. And so that's kind of her, her tribute and her social media that usually anytime I recommend something, I have a personal story about Olive or another dog. Um, but usually it's Olive to include. Yeah. Just want to let people know where they can have a look at those. It's called the Weekly Runt, and um, it's on all the social media platforms. And there's videos. There's a free weekly blog that you can subscribe to that goes out on all the social media platforms, and it's syndicated in a lot of different publications. And it's everything. Sometimes I do a profile on a really unique pet story. Um, but typically it's, it's a health tip. It's the best training tips or what to do, how to avoid bee stings. That was this week. Um, there's the ABCs of CBD, how to select a good CBD product and, um, what, what it can be helpful for, a lot on food and nutrition and um, 
best foods for senior dogs, puppies. Um, yeah, oh, things no, how to how to start out with the puppy, how to find a rescue pet, how to introduce your new dog to the dog you already have, and um, just kind of whatever people seem to be writing to me about. And right now, I just your your podcast really resonated with me because it's the relaxed dog, and I think that's so important right now with the year that we've had, we've all been frightened and um, it's been unpredictable and constant change and all of that stress can be very difficult on our dogs. So um, it's, it's great to have tips to keep your dog calm and, and relaxed. (laughs) Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having a chat. You too. Thank you so much for inviting me. And I'm a fan of your podcast and, and I thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Absolutely. Olive sounds like an awesome dog. She is. You can see her on Instagram or YouTube or um, message me at the weekly runt. Thank you very much again. Take care. Thank you. Bye Robert. Thank you very much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed the show. If you did, send it on to a friend and then you'll have something more to talk about. Uh, If you are interested, jump onto the Facebook group and give us some feedback. Always happy to receive that, good, bad or otherwise. Until next week, stay safe and remember, your dog is family.